Welcome to the show. I am your host, Michael Aceta. This is the Acknowledge Dogs podcast. I'm the owner of Matador Canine Brilliance and the author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. Thank you for being here and educating yourself on how you can improve your relationship with your dog. Today we're going to be talking about timing. How important is it? How, how important is timing to the progress of your training? How important is timing to when you start your training versus end your training? How long your sessions are? Everything about timing we're going to cover in today's episode. So let's jump right into it. Here we go. First things first, let's talk about why timing is so important. For the human mind, timing can be relative, right? Something could happen and maybe you have a disagreement with it and you might hold on to that grudge for an extended period of time. Or you haven't done something in 20 plus years, but you still feel like a child when you do it, whatever it may be. Right? You could go to Disneyland when you're 6, and you never go until you're 45, and you get that same feeling again. That timing doesn't really matter because of the impact it has on our life. Dogs are kind of the same way, but in very different, different ways. Timing in that way, in a strong association, if done correctly, they'll do whatever we trained them to do for however long we train them to do it for. So if you train a really solid sit when they're 6 months old, by the time they're 10, they should still have a good solid sit. And if you never ask them to do it, I mean, that'd be kind of impossible to never ask them for a sit for 10 years, but let's say you didn't, they should still know how to do it if we taught it correctly at six months old and they really enjoyed sitting because we worked on positive associations with it. But when it comes to timing, when we are rewarding or punishing, if you're going to go the route of punishment, this is still, still applies, timing is critical. You have to get the reinforcement or get the punishment to them within one to three seconds of them doing the activity. Shorter for punishment, really. Right, a reward, if we use a marker, we can get it immediate and then give them the reward one to three seconds later. But a punishment, unless you're going to condition a punisher, and if you don't know what I mean by that, right, a conditioned reinforcer is a clicker, is a marker, saying the word yes and then giving the piece of food. We've conditioned something that previously meant nothing to now have a positive association. I make a sound, and I give you a piece of food. You can do the exact same thing with a conditioned punisher. So if I say no, and then correct my dog, they'll start to understand that the word no means I'm going to get corrected. I do not use conditioned punishers, and I don't expect you to. What I'm just suggesting and laying out the information for is if you tend to go that route, if you are going to explore punishment, the timing is also important. So a conditioned punisher would help with the timing, but it's not as simple as treating. And if I just gave a treat, but I marked it earlier, we're good. With punishment, if I say no, they expect the punishment the entire time, and then I correct. It's not an excited elation feeling because they're going to get a treat. It's a stressful feeling. Which if you say no and don't correct, now you've created an extended period of stress. And I'm all about not putting that much stress on my dogs in that way. I'll put stress on my dogs in a challenging way, but not in a punishing or fearful kind of way. So I don't want to do that. But the timing is important. After you mark or after they do the behavior, you have to immediately reward them. Unless you have taught them to wait an extended period of time before earning a reinforcement, you have to reward them almost immediately. This is why dogs that do something 
and then you have to go get the treat from the kitchen out of the cabinet, take it out of the bag, and then give them a treat. It takes so long to learn whatever it is that you want them to do. It's already done. It's way past done. Not only did they do the thing you wanted them to do, let's say it was a sit, right? You're in the living room, you say sit. Oh, good job, they sat. So now you go all the way over to the kitchen, you go into the cabinet, you pull out the treats, you open up the bag, you find the best treat that you possibly can. You then say, okay, here's your treat, good job. And you give it to your dog. So many things have happened. They sat, they followed you, they maybe sat in front of you again, they patiently waited for the treat. Maybe they barked at you, maybe they spun around, whatever it is, all that gets reinforced. Not the sit that you were so happy they did. So if you're actually thinking about training and you actually want to see progress, you got to have treats on with you, right? You got to have a marker on you. So when you ask for it, click, go right into giving the treat. Right into it. It has to be immediate. Click, pause 1-1000 so that your dog doesn't start to anticipate movement. Then you reach for the treat and you give it to them. This way they really start to build a strong connection between what they're doing and what they're getting rewarded for. If anything else happens in the meantime, right? They, let's say they sit, and then before you mark, they bark, or they spin, or they get up. Now you've marked getting up. Our timing's off. I can't reward the sit and the barking at the same time. So we have to play around with that. You have to not play around with it. You got to be strict about it, actually. Right? There is no real playing around with it. If they did it, boom, mark, click, done. Then we can move on. The other thing I wanted to talk about with timing is when should you start training? And this is as soon as you get the dog, if not sooner. <laughs> right, if you're going to get your dog from a breeder, your breeder should have done a little bit of training. Whatever that training might be. It might be crate training. It might be potty training. It might be sit down, stay, basic obedience. Dogs can learn at eight weeks old. They can learn at eight weeks old. Not with compulsive methods, but with marker training clicker training, free shaping. They can learn tricks. They can learn basic obedience. I've heard stories of eight-week-old puppies knowing entire obedience routines better than a two-year-old dog that's com uh, competing. That's possible. Really good trainers can do that. I can't wait to have an eight-week-old puppy again, so I can do that. <laughs> right now, I have two older dogs who are fully trained. So I can't do it with an eight-week-old puppy. But when I get my chance to work with an eight-week-old puppy again, or if I get another dog at some point, then I'm going to try to record it and see how fast I can do it because I know it can be done extremely fast. And I've done it before with other dogs. But an eight-week-old puppy, that is that is usually the excuse I get. Oh, well, they're an eight-week-old puppy. They can't learn anything right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely they can learn. And whether they're eight weeks, eight months, eight years, they can learn it. If you rescue a dog that's eight years old, the first thing you should do is start teaching engagement. Start teaching them how to walk nicely on a leash. Then start doing obedience. Start working on a recall. All those things should be immediate. You shouldn't wait for them to really adjust. You shouldn't wait for them to get comfortable. You shouldn't wait for them to cause problems and then fix it. Be proactive. Set everything up for yourself. So that when this dog comes home, when you get it into your house, you don't go through the phase of panicking and stressing and freaking out and not knowing what to do. And then you have to do all this research afterwards. Do all the research now. Get everything in place now. And you'll be fine. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, if you stumbled along the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, welcome. Welcome. 
And if you're just getting a dog or you just got a dog, start training today. That's right. If you just got a dog, start training right now. If you are about to get a dog, start training right now. Because your mechanics are important. Do you have a notebook set up? Do you have a planner set up? Do you have the living space for the dog set up so that you can structure their potty training? Do you know what the structure is of their potty training? All of that is huge. It's huge. And if you don't put forth the time now, you will quickly realize you do not have the time later. You're going to be flustered. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be stressed, especially if this is your first dog. So you should start training almost immediately when you get the dog. My first dog, her name is Breezy. She's a nine-year-old lab, eight or nine-year-old lab. And the first thing we did when she came home is I started doing crate training. We got her very late at night. Of course, we did some exercise first. Went for a nice walk. She was terrified of the world. And we immediately started working on crate training. That was going to be her bedroom for the next couple of days while we got everything situated, taught her the skills that she needed, made sure that everything in the house was good. We got her rather fast. So crate training was huge for her. And that was the first, and I knew that before we went to pick her up. I was like, oh, when we get home, the first thing we're going to do is crate training. I'm going to bring her in. I'm going to let her out. I'm going to teach her not to go past the barrier. This was 10 years ago, but. So really, training does not start when you get the dog. It does not start when you get into a session. It does not start when you grab the treats. Training starts in your mind. It starts with you knowing what to do, you having a plan, and going forth with that plan, capable of being flexible if necessary, but really training should happen first in your mind, and then it becomes so much easier with the dog. How long should training take? And I get this all the time. People are like, oh my god, I've been training my dog for, for years. I've been training my dog for months. When are they going to get it? When are they finally going to understand what I want them to do? It could take forever. <laughs> it could take forever. It depends on how you're training. I really don't think training takes that long. As I just stated before, an eight-week-old puppy in one night learned most of the obedience that a two-year-old dog was doing competition-wise. One night. Eight-week-old puppy. Yes, puppies absorb information a lot faster. But maybe we have to look at what that person did right. Did they let the dog figure out the problems, which was enjoyable for the dog? Did they use a preferred reinforcer, whatever the dog's preferred reinforcer was, high-value treats? Did they then start moving very quickly into solidifying that behavior through the six fluencies? Did they work around distractions right away so that the dog was unable to focus on the owner? Or... Did they set it up so that the dog was super focused on the owner and had a lot of success, and then they can start adding in those distractions later on? What were those What were those defining moments that made it so capable for this dog to completely learn everything in one night? You could say you don't believe me. There's no way they trained that puppy in one night. There's no way. Sure, is that puppy perfect? No. Is it pretty damn good for a eight-week-old puppy? Absolutely. Starting a retrieve... In one night, come on, there's mechanics there that that person really understood. And because they understood the mechanics, because they understood the principles, they were able to very easily 
teach these skills. If you don't understand the behavior mechanics and the skills, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. It's going to take you forever. Worse if you're getting conflicting information. Right? Oh my God, my dog's jumping up on people. Oh, we'll knee him in the chest. Okay, I tried that. Didn't work. Now I'm going to go to the next thing. Right? And if you keep doing that, there's no consistency. There's no teaching of an alternative behavior. I just did a podcast on this yesterday about jumping. Go listen to that podcast after this one. If you're struggling with that, of course. If you're not struggling with it, then pick a different example. Right? Oh, loose leash walking. My dog will never walk on a leash. What's the first thing people usually tell you to do? Oh, well, they have to be by your side. It's not necessarily true. Depends on your preference. Do I have my dogs walk at my side? Sometimes. Depends on the area. But sometimes I just let them free roam. And as long as they recall back to me, we're good. So those are two different things. But if someone's giving you the advice of having them glued to your side, and that's not your personality type, and that's not what you want, then of course it's going to be difficult for you to get that result. Because you're not thinking about it 100% of the time. The person who's giving that advice is constantly thinking about it. And odds are, they're using older school methods because that's an older school way of getting a dog to walk nicely with you. If we can teach our dogs that engagement with us is preferred, they don't need to walk right next to us. They could walk in front of us. They could walk behind us. Think about a homeless person. That dog's not walking directly next to them all the time. It's usually lagging behind. And that's fine because they're engaged with the owner. So how long should training really take? Depends on you. Were you ready before you got the dog? Are you scrambling now that you have the dog? Are you actually putting forth the dedication and energy and time into it? Or are you getting distracted? Are you lagging? Are you not working on yourself and your skills? Because if you're not working on your skills, again, it's not going to show itself in your training. You're going to get stuck. You're going to get frustrated. And to be honest, most people don't do training because they don't know what to do. Right, a dog trainer could train a dog every day and never run out of material. They can train the same dog every single day and just keep going, keep growing, keep doing new things. Because they're never going to run out of material. They're never going to run out of problem-solving skills. But the common owner who has a dog and just wants to do something and have their dog listen, most of the time it's that level of uncertainty that stops you from training. Oh, I don't know what to do. Right? I want to do this, but I don't know how to. I want to do this, but what happens if I run into this problem? And because of that level of certainty, uncertainty rather, that uncertainty stops them from wanting to train. So make sure you're certain first. You, you know what you want to do. If you don't know what you want to do, find out how to do it. From a good, reliable resource, find out what you want to do and how you want to do it, and then do it immediately, right? If you watch a video, oh, loose leash walking, you should not watch that video before you go to bed, get the information, then go to sleep. You should watch that video on your lunch break, and then take your dog out for lunch. Or when you get home from work, watch that video during dinner, and then after dinner, immediately start implementing those things. That's the fastest way to learn something, and that's the best way to retain that information. If I tell you something, a piece of information, you're going to take that knowledge and you're going to go do something. And you're going to forget about that piece of knowledge until something brings it up, if you even remember. But if I tell you, hey, blah, 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 some piece of information, and you immediately go tell the next person, and then you go tell the next person after that, it gets ingrained in your head and you remember those facts a lot easier. 
For example, I have a book. It's called The Useless Book of Information. And I know that a group of gorillas is called a congress. A group of crows is called a murder. A group of geese is called a gaggle. Those terms I never would have remembered. And there's parts of that book that I don't remember. But I had a habit of telling everybody a new group of animals for like a week straight. So I told every single person I saw, and this is just natural as a kid, I wanted to tell everybody. So every single person I saw for a week, I would tell them on Monday, a group of gorillas is called a Congress. On Tuesday, a group of crows is called a murder. And I just kept going with it. A group of owls is called a parliament. And I just kept telling them that. And it started to become more ingrained in my head. So once you learn something, go tell somebody or go implement it. Don't just watch it and then move on and do something else and get distracted. Watch the piece of information that you need and now go implement it. And you will see a lot faster results. Training should really not take that long. And how long should training sessions really be? This is the last thing I want to talk about today. But how long should training sessions be? I'll give you a second to think about it. Do you think they should be 20 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, two hours? Should you dedicate an entire day to training? No. It should be five minutes. Five to ten minutes max. Until you start working on duration, until you start working on your dog's attention span for an extended period of time, five to ten minutes max. Especially, especially if you're teaching something new. If you're teaching your dog something new, a new behavior, it should be a very short session. And I don't mean do two minutes on one thing and then two minutes on the next thing. I mean two minutes on one thing, stop for a couple minutes. Give your dog time to relax. Let them absorb the information. Because the next time you go to do a training session, let's say we're working on a trick. Let's say we're talking bow. We're teaching our dog how to bow. We've done two minutes with it. They're starting to get it. We reward them, nice jackpot at the end. And then we take a couple minute break. We go back the second session to do bow again. We don't start off right where we left, but we refresh a little bit, and then maybe we get up to where we left off the first session. Great. Second session done. That's two minutes. Third session, two minutes long. Now our dog's really understanding the concept and what our goal is in these training sessions for the day. So they start to guess. They start doing the bow before we even prompt them, before we even ask, before we do anything. And now we can start cooking with gas because they're starting to understand if we just repped this out over and over and over again, eventually, one, they're going to get bored. They're going to get frustrated because they're not getting it. We're going to get frustrated, which usually results in us getting angry and using punishment because they're doing it wrong. That's not the case. They just don't know what we want of them. right? They don't know the expectation yet. So if you start doing this first, where, okay, I'm going to do two minutes. Great. I'm going to use five treats, whatever it is. However you want to limit yourself. Limit yourself to a certain amount of time. Get your dog doing it really well as best you can in that time. Focus 100% in that time. Right? Don't be thinking about the kids. Don't be thinking about dinner. Don't be thinking about the grocery bill, whatever it is. Don't be thinking about any of that. Focus on your dog for two minutes. That's all you have to do. Focus on your dog for two minutes. Do your thing. Stop for a couple minutes. Then go back to it. You could even watch a TV show, and I know usually we're streaming and that kind of thing. But I used to do this when I was a kid, not with my dog because I didn't have a dog as a kid. But I used to do stretches and workouts and stuff. While you're watching TV, you have commercials. Commercials are usually three minutes long. The whole collection of commercials, not each commercial. But commercials are usually three minutes long. So when you're watching TV, when it goes to commercial, 
train your dog for the three minutes. Once the commercial is up, boom, done. Now I go back to watching TV, and my dog gets to relax for a little bit. Once the TV goes back to commercial, I get up, I got my treats, boom, we do our three minutes. And it's really two minutes because it's going to take you a minute to realize that, oh, it's commercial, so I should be probably training. Right? We don't we don't necessarily just spring out of the couch right away, but we go, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be training right now. So then you go and train for a couple minutes, then you go back to watching TV. You could do it with YouTube ads. You're watching YouTube. Ad pops up. Don't skip the ad. <laughs> this is very difficult for some people. This is very difficult for me. I'm, I'm immediately trying to skip the ad, and sometimes I accidentally click the ad, and the window opens up, and I'm frustrated. Ah, what are you doing? I just wanted to skip it so I get back to what I was watching. So training should not take that long. If you do not have two minutes a day, you have to reevaluate your life and your schedule. Because realistically, two minutes is less than the amount of time a good pot of coffee should take. A good pot of coffee I'm talking about. Not a, not a cheap instant coffee, but a good pot of coffee should take longer than two minutes. So if you're going to make a, a pot of coffee while it's brewing, you could train your dog. While you're brushing your teeth, you could train your dog, depending on where you're at. You might want not a. You might not want to brush your teeth and give treats out at the same time, but you could have them sit. You could have them patiently wait for a second. You could start doing a couple behaviors, whether it's hand motions, or you tell them to sit. Then you brush your teeth, and then when you go to rinse your mouth out with mouthwash, you say down. Now they've downed, and they've done that for a little bit, and then you say okay, and then you play after you brush your teeth. Whatever it is, find these few moments in your day. And training will not seem like this huge project. But as I said before, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know where to squeeze these things in, you're going to have a problem. You're going to be stressed. Your dog isn't going to know what to do. You're not going to know what to do, and you're not going to do it. So sit down today. This is my challenge for you today. Sit down today and write out your entire life schedule. Find those moments that you can train and start to plan them out. Okay, while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm going to work on sit for duration. While I'm making coffee, I'm going to work on tricks. While I'm waiting for pasta water to boil, I'm going to work on place command so I can get my dog's energy out before dinner. Any small amount of practice is going to help, but you need to think about it. You need to actively think about it now so you could passively think about it later. And you'll actually set yourself up for success. Oh, the next time I'm making water boiling, ooh, I was supposed to do something when the water was boiling. Oh, I was going to work on place command. That's how we get our dogs to be so well-behaved. It's by doing it all the time for small birds all the time. Good luck today. Good luck this week. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening. This has been the Acknowledge Dogs Podcast with your host, Michael Aceta. Check us out at matadorcanine.com. We have a whole bunch of different resources. The dog training cheat codes is available, as well as signing up for Matador University, our online course platform covering obedience, focus, and problem behaviors. Talk to you guys soon. See you in the next episode.